One, two, one. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Volo Log. I'm sorry, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Lindsay. And I'm Jessica Gwynn, and we are holding it down for Kim as she's awaiting some storms in West Tennessee. So not here, JoJo, West Tennessee. So we're good. Okay, good. Yes, and we have, of course, none other than the lovely Jordan Walker joining us this evening. Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself first, and then we'll kick it off to Jess. Yes, yeah, so as Mike said, um, Jordan Walker, better known probably here in Tennessee as JoJo, um, and I just wrapped up my final year here on Rocky Top. It's uh, bittersweet, but I've definitely enjoyed it, and I'm happy to be here today, so thank you for having me on the ball log. Yeah, thanks for joining, JoJo. Um, for those of you uh, you who are tuned in and don't know JoJo, but I, I sure hope you do, right? Uh, just a little bit about JoJo. She was a guard here um, for us. I uh, got multiple degrees, right? The, the most impressive thing I always say about you, JoJo, is your academics. So you got your bachelor's in poli-sci at Western Michigan. You got your master's of business administration at UT. And I think that was in what? Entrepreneurship and innovation, something along those lines. And then... Just wrapped up another master's degree. And can you tell us about that master's degree? Yeah, so this master's is um, NIL and women's leadership. So I was, um, I guess the department was gracious enough to let me kind of have like some independent study options. Um, in the first semester I took uh, like the independent study with Kat Jones who runs the NIL uh, department here. So I was able to, you know, get a little bit of the inside and I still don't know everything, but she did an amazing job of teaching me as much as um, I could learn in that first semester. That's awesome. So you, you basically crafted your master's degree, kind of a custom track? Yeah, yeah. the women's leadership was um, in the ALEC program and then the NIL was just added in there. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I heard that on an interview and I was like, I didn't even know we had a program for that, but that's pretty awesome. So obviously JoJo's very accomplished academically as well. You've been SEC academic um, honor roll, you have 131 starts out of 160 appearances, in case you didn't know that across your career. Um, 77 starts out of 96 at, at UT. Um, you have a career high of 33 points, 10 assists, 7 threes, and 48 minutes, which you did this year against Mississippi State. And then you just finished the 2023 NCAA Above the Rim Summit, and we'll, we'll talk about that here in a bit. And you were also part of the WBCA, so you want to be a coach last year. Um, so we'll get into kind of what you want to do in the future here in a bit. I did want to also, before we jump into the questions, um, share some sentiments that people had about you um, during your time as a Lady Vol. You've probably seen or read some of these, but in case you didn't know, you're one of the favorite Lady Vols to ever come through the program for many people, for many reasons. Yeah. Your tenacity, your feistiness, um, you never give up, you're gritty. I mean, you just never back down. And I love, love, love watching you play. And I can say, Lady Vol Nation loved watching you play. I mean, you never took a day off. There's not many players I can say never took a day off. So I just wanted to read through some of the shout outs for you. Um, I could have done hundreds, I just selected a few. So here's one, Jordan, you have become one of my favorite Lady Vols of all time. Thank you for giving everything you had to this game. It's been an honor to watch you. Uh, next one is, you are such an amazing person. I have been so blessed to have you as a friend and to watch you grow and pursue your career here as a Lady Vol. So much love and appreciation for you. Um, you are love and light. Can't wait to watch you shine bright in this world. Thank you so much, JoJo. We're so glad you chose the Lady Vols and are now an LVFL. All the best to you as you embark on your next chapter. 
A couple more. What a humble young lady wishing you all the best and continued dreams come true for you. Thank you for giving your all for Tennessee. Hashtag LBFL. That's obviously a theme through these. And Jordan, thank you for being such a wonderful example of poise, strength, and leadership. It has been a pleasure watching you play. And I know that the sky is the limit for you. Hashtag LBFL. So I just wanted to share some of those things for you, just so you realize the impact that you made on others and the program. Um, you know, oftentimes when you're in the program, you don't realize the impact you have on other people. But, you know, we talk to a lot of people and the things that we have heard about you just, you know, you can't even measure it, right? You've just been a wonderful addition to the program. You will definitely be an LVFL and you better come back and visit. Um, don't be a stranger. That's one of the things we'll say. So just wanted to share that with you before we kind of jump into the Q&A session. Thank you for that. And I have read um, a ton and I probably could still be reading them at this point. Yeah. But I'm talking I was, <laughs> yeah, I was reading through them. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like it was just was an overwhelming emotion of just like happiness and, you know, thankfulness just because, you know, it takes time for somebody to write those words, but to actually like mean them. And, um, you know, it just made me, it just made me feel good and feel like I'm right where I was supposed to be. Yeah, definitely. And I want to personally thank you. You're one of the young ladies on the team that my eight-year-old daughter watches often and often says, she, now she's starting to say she wants to go to Tennessee and play ball. And I've been trying to get her to play. She's she'll be nine in September. She's already five foot. And she's like, I, I, I want to go to Tennessee. So just watching you and how gritty you get on the court and just just ball all out. We definitely love watching you and just thank you for being a role model, everything to my daughter as she watch you guys, especially you over the years. So I appreciate that. I'm not trying to make you emotional or anything like that. Yeah. It, it goes a long way. A lot of times my young young girls, especially young black girls, don't get to see other young ladies doing it, not just on the court, but also knowing that they're getting it done in the classroom. So it means a lot. So appreciate you. Well, thank you for that. So let's get into the questions. Looking back on your time at Tennessee, Rocky Top, what will you leave with the most and why? Like what meant the most to you? What will you miss the most? Shall I say? I'm gonna probably miss, you know, being around my teammates every day, you know, my sisters, friends, all of that. Um, just because even though they don't even know this, um, last year was a pretty hard year for me, but every single day that I went into practice or whatever we were doing around the team, they helped me through a hundred percent of my bad days. And so that was something that really stuck with me. And, you know, even this year, the teams that I've been on have been really special. So I've been blessed to be on some pretty good teams. Um, and I think I'm just going to take that, you know, with me the most and miss just being around them constantly, you know, even though sometimes it gets to the point in the season where you're like, okay, am I not going to see this, you know, but still like I've enjoyed it, enjoyed the connections and relationships that I've made. So that's probably what I'm going to take and miss with, miss the most. And adding to that question also, who would you say was the most influential person during your time on Rocky Top and why? Um, I would honestly say Coach Kelly, just um, because of the way that she's led our teams uh, these past three years. Um, you know, I think that it's something that's to be said about her character. Um, she never got too high or too low. And so I feel like 
you know, as a point guard and as a player watching your coach, you know, go through that and never get too high or too low, you can take that with you. So I think that's something that, you know, I'll take with me. And she was pretty influential, you know, for my time here, which of course, you know, I chose the right program to come to. So I'm thankful for that, but I'm also really thankful for the lessons that she's taught me. Awesome, awesome. And just feel free to jump in at yeah. any point if you had anything you wanted to add. Yeah, a quick follow up on the influential person being that it's Kelly, I assume she'll be someone if you go into the coaching realm that you will use as a mentor as you kind of go through all that since she's been there done that at different levels. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, she's had a, a great career. So I would look up to her in that aspect and would definitely look to her for any advice or anything like that. Awesome. Awesome. Tell us about the NCAA Above the Rim Summit. Yeah, so the NCAA Above the Rim Summit, um, it was an amazing experience just to see so many women in power, um, and especially Black women in power, um, you know, doing big things and having a lot of roles that you don't see too often. Um, that was pretty special for me, and it was just, like, reassuring. You know, they were telling us about their career paths and telling us, you know, how long it took them to get somewhere. And so I feel like right now I'm kind of in a position where I'm like, I need to know what I'm going to do next. And it's like you do, but you also have time. And so that was, you know, one of the things that, you know, stuck with me from this weekend. But also just all of the people that they, you know, presented us with. We met with LaChina Robinson and did some interviews and pitches. Um, Cheryl Swoops came in and wrapped it up for us and gave us, um, you know, her story and her testament to where she's at today. Um, and I met and connected with a lot of, you know, powerful women. Uh, there's one that I'll mention, Dr. Lacey. Um, she works right now for the Toronto Raptors in the NBA in personal development. So she is, you know, helping NBA players, you know, learn and move on to their next stages of life. So, um, you know, getting to talk to her and chat with her was amazing. So I'm hoping that, you know, I'll be able to be mentored by her uh, just because I was so interested in her career path. But overall, the Above the Rim Summit was amazing. It was a great experience. And if somebody, you know, from our team next year has a chance to go, I would be all for it just because of, you know, what they present you with and the group of girls that you're around. Is that a nomination process? I saw only 14 players got to go across the country. So kudos to you for being one of those selected. I, I figured it was a nomination process. Yeah, so um, our academic advisor, Denise, she had brought brought the um, idea and like the summit idea to me. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll fill it out because she didn't know too much about it just because it was, this was their first year. So mm -hmm. going into that, I was like, oh, well, what are, you know, what are we going to be doing? Like all of that. And she didn't have you know, a time for me, but it was basically just trying to set you up for life after basketball, or if you want to continue basketball, you know, doing life, you know, with that, but having real world skills. Um, so that was pretty cool. But when I got the application, filled it out and then sent it back and then they selected the people. So yeah, it was pretty much power five conferences. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was 14 of us. And you mentioned coaching too, but obviously in athletics, there's all kinds of realms you can go. You mentioned Dr. Lacey, personal development. Are there different areas other than coaching you would potentially be interested in that are kind of tied to athletics or basketball? Yeah, definitely. So um, one of the jobs that, her name is Monica Wright. She played at Virginia um, and then she played for the Minnesota Lynx, I believe, um, and then went to the NBA league offices. So I thought that that was pretty cool because you're still around the game. 
Um, but really, I would like to stay around the game if I could um, in any career, any aspect that is. So whether it's coaching or, you know, a league office position or, you know, personal development, something like that, I would definitely love to stay around the game. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Question for you, the next question for you, shall I say. Looking back at the NCAA tournament, there was a lot going on on social media, if you paid attention. I don't know which one you're more active on, whether it's Twitter, IG, it seems to be popular, Snapchat. And I know you went through an incident in the tournament where you were looked at differently than who you truly are. And then we also saw it with Caitlin and um, Angel and what they've gone through. Can you just tell us about how the media has shaped in a positive way and how it has shape you guys in a negative light sometimes when who you truly are isn't always what some people see and some people see the negative and kind of run with it without getting the full story right. um yeah so there was it was funny because we had got a question about this in our um pre-game interviews uh, the day before we played virginia tech and it was talking about the bowling green in memphis you know their handshake line and they wanted us to comment on it, and we didn't really we didn't comment on it at all. Um, but going through the tournament and just seeing you know the social media, I won. I I think it's good for women's basketball. You know any social media coverage that it gets. Well, maybe I should not say any, but most social media coverage that it gets, just because it brings people into the game. Um, you know this year there were record breaking numbers of people tuned in watching, so that was amazing just to you know, be a part of growing women's basketball to where it is now. And obviously we have so much more to go, but just to see where it's, where it's come is, um, you know, pretty promising. So I think social media had a big part in that um, just because, you know, you see the Reese and the Clark thing, or you see the Memphis and Bowling Green handshake line, and you're like, oh, they do this in women's basketball. And oh, it's, you know, like this. And so some people may be intrigued by that and want to actually tune in and watch the game instead of, you know, watching the highlight clips and stuff like that online. So I think there's definitely some positives for, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all of that, TikTok. Um, it allows, you know, athletes to show who they are off the court as well as, you know, you can post your pictures on the court, how you're feeling, how you felt about different games, certain stuff like that. Um, I will say in a negative light, though, uh, like the incident with Taylor Soul and myself, it kind of, um, it just put a bad light on it. And I think, I don't think that's healthy for the game. Um, and especially with that situation, if you didn't watch the whole game or you did, you just watched that, you know, clip and certain clips, it looks different from, you know, every angle. I think that um, it gave people like the wrong impression of me personally. Um, but if that was anybody else that could give the, wrong impression of anybody. Um, so I think those are, you know, the negative things that social media does because when I saw it, I'm like, why is, you know, ESPN making this, you know, one of the highlights of the game or, you know, why why is the media pushing that? But so yeah, that was um, something kind of crazy. But I will say after the game and the handshake line, um, Taylor did hug me, so. Uh, for anybody who thought I punched or anything like that, or if it was anything bad, it, I don't think she would hug me if it was anything bad. But <laughs> so I just have to say we that. all know that JoJo. I'm sure you and, and all have come to defense of you. Like you guys don't know JoJo. That's not JoJo. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so excited. I'm like, yeah, because I, I didn't really want to comment on it because I didn't want to bring light right. to that. Story. 
attention. It was so much more positive stuff that was going on. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay the negative any attention. Um, but I did get a lot of DMs, a lot of um, Twitter mentions, all of that stuff. But yeah, yeah. They had my back and they were sticking up for me left and right. So. <laughs> That's one thing I can do. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of torn on it, right? Um, as far as the social media, because it, it's great, right? My brother who does not watch women's basketball, he watched so much women's basketball this year. He loved it. He's like, man, they're, they're cutthroat. They're nasty. I was like, yeah, it's no different, right? It, it's sports. Um, but sometimes I'm like, I, I wish they would watch it for the actual basketball too, rather than sometimes I think media is focused on the wrong things. Like let's talk more about the basketball, but on the flip side, it got people watching who never did. And hopefully they watch continuing on from now. So it's an interesting topic, you know, it can be discussed either way. And I, and I definitely think um, as a male who have watched the sport for years, um, you're getting a lot of guys who don't watch it, who always had negative things to say, who are finally like, oh, they don't need the lower the rims. These girls out there balling now. Like, it's like, we, like a, I, I told you so moment. Like, I had so many people calling like, yo, you've been talking about girls basketball for 20 years. I didn't know they were hooping like this. And I'm like, yeah. fool, I've been told you this. Yeah. Like, you should have been watching it. My now you're watching it. My brother's so, and I'm just glad. So. I'm glad that people are tuning in, and 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 hopefully it'll help grow not only grow college basketball, but help the professional ranks too as, as more people start looking into the profession. Because honestly, more people watch college than the W. So hopefully we can get more people watching the W as well. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. this kind of fuels that for the future too. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. Even just like talking about the growth of women's basketball. Just because, you know, we, we work hard too. So, you know, yeah. we deserve the same, you know, attention as the men's. You know, we may not be able to dunk every single play, but we definitely play some good basketball. So but you all play fundamental basketball more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was a, I was fortunate enough my first year coaching high school basketball. I've coached travel for years in AU, but first year high school and watching our guys and then watching our girls team practice and I'm like y'all can watch them a little better because what we're telling you guys to do y'all think because y'all can dunk and do all that stuff the, the girls getting after it they're like oh coach you just like women's basketball and I'm like no they they actually play a good brand of basketball yeah. so team it basketball. just it just yeah it just works um and I'm just thankful to be able to watch you guys just get out there and get after it all the time and it's a lot of work trust me i'm like coach i'm I'm one of the assistant coaches so i'm like we're doing this five days a week we're lifting we're doing this we're doing i'm like i can only imagine with them six o'clock to five o'clock with you guys are because we were six o'clock on saturday mornings and i'm like jesus then i gotta go home to four kids but this your interview that's not mine so we go we can move to the next question the transfer portal. Let's get into this lovely shift, or as some people like to say, the free agency of college basketball. Um, what do you think is the challenging part of like the movement? We know you were in the portal. Um, what are some of the things, um, as so many players are hitting the portal and looking for new homes, what are some of the advice you would give to them about like knowing if it's the right decision, making sure they choose the right location so that they don't have to re-enter or be miserable a year at a location before they can grad transfer to somewhere else or something like that? Yeah. Um, I would first say um, just evaluate your reasons for, for transferring or wanting to leave. 
Um, you know, if you're leaving off of things like playing time and certain stuff like that, um, it's a couple of things that can go into it, um, whether you're not doing enough or, you know, your coach may not see it for you fit. And if that's the case, then I would say, you know, maybe explore your other options. But I would say just evaluating why you're leaving first. Um, and then going to the transfer portal, it's not a bad thing. And like you said, it's like the free agency now. So, I mean, there's so many people in the transfer portal, uh, especially last year and this year too. But I think that it's a good thing. It allows, you know, us to be able to just start over, have a new experience. Um, you know, I'm, I'm all for if it's the right reasons, you know, that you want to leave and you may not be happy or just certain things like that. I'm all for it. Um, but my my advice for choosing the right place um, is just doing your research on it. You know, you can talk to coaches and of course they're going to sell you, you know, we're this and we're that. But I would say really just trying to get to know the players. Um, when I made the decision to come to Tennessee, it was really off of the players that I talked to. Uh, I, I talked to Renai Davis. I talked to Kian. Um, and they were just, first off, let me say this. I was a little starstruck when I was talking to Renaya because I had just watched her on TV. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm on the phone with Renaya Davis. But um, she was really down to earth and, you know, she was just real with me. And that really led me to be like, okay, you know, I could see myself here. And then talking to Kian, she was also real and, you know, she had also transferred too. So that was a good person I was able to talk to and she had been through some workouts and been on campus for a minute. So she could give me a good insight on that. But I would really say just talking to the players, um, that's something that personally helped me. I'm obviously praying about it and making sure that that's where God wanted me to be as well. But, you know, making sure that you're transferring for the right reason um, and choosing the program that, you know, fits you best. I would say style of play and stuff like that also goes into it. Um, but yeah, those were the big things for me. As a follow-up to that question, um, do you think there should be any restrictions or limitations on like how often a player can transfer? We see players sometimes may start at a school, then go to JUCO, then go to another school that before you know it, they've been in school five years and have been to four or five different schools. So do you think there should be a restriction? Um, I think that's, that's kind of hard because some people, um, they may need, you know, multiple chances to get it right. I know that that might not be, you know, real life or real world, but for college, it's, it's all about growing. So you may need a few chances to get it right. Um, so if that's you know, the position that somebody's in, then I'm fine with that. But I'm also big on education. And I think that you know maybe the NCAA looks at putting in something with graduating. Obviously, when you graduate, you're able to transfer without sitting out. Um, but maybe if you transfer to multiple schools and you haven't graduated yet in a time that you should have graduated, uh, maybe looking at something for that. But like I said before, you know, some people may need multiple chances to get it right. And, you know, I'm all for that. But I'm also all for, you know, the education piece of it, too, because that's one of the biggest things, you know, leaving college, you want to have that degree. Yeah. Follow up to that, too, just thinking that you want to be a coach, because I always talk about, gosh, it's got to be so hard to be a coach now because you don't know who you're going to have year in and year out. And even when you entered the portal, it wasn't like what it was last year and this year, because with NIL, too, everything's just completely changed and it's the wild, wild west. Yeah. Do you see that as a struggle for coaches as well? Um, I have to imagine it's, you don't know what you're going to have each year. So how yeah. do you even manage that as a coach? I mean, that's something that's going to have to be mastered, right? Yeah, I think um, Coach Kelly gave us some good insight on how to, 
how to, you know, get in the portal and, and get some pieces. But I think that, that would be really hard as a coach, just because, you know, you may have a class of four or five seniors and they're leaving, but you don't know what you're going to have next year. You don't know if your underclassmen are going to be able to fill those shoes. You don't know, you know, if you, somebody else is going to transfer. Like you literally just don't know. So I think that that would be really hard um, to be a coach in this day and age, especially with the NIL, um, because technically your coach can't. We can't sit in a meeting and coach pull out 150000 and give it to me. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's, uh, that's really interesting, too. And that will be hard um, coaching because there's other programs and people that may do that. But, you know, doing it the right way, um, you're not able to do that. So I think, it, yeah, that will be very hard to be a coach right now with that transfer portal. Yeah, we're seeing a lot on Twitter, too. Even um, an assistant coach came out recently. Um, just talking about all the tampering that's going on as well. Just other coaches reaching out while someone's still playing on a team. You know, I don't even know how you begin to police that, but it's definitely going on. So it's it's crazy out there. I've never seen anything like it. I don't. It's got to be just as bad in the men's game, but it almost sounds like I hear it more in the women's game than men's, and that just might be my perception. Yeah, you know, growing up, I I've heard of it in the men's game a lot. Like, at, um, I guess I can't say that, but yeah, I did hear you know, hear of it. And I knew that, you know, the men's side uh, did that a lot and they were able to talk and, you know, speak, well, not able to, but they did speak and, you know, have connections. But um, I guess now maybe it is more prevalent in the women's game. I haven't uh, seen that on Twitter, but. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's becoming like Jeff said, the wild, wild west. And everybody is like a free-for-all. It's like they open the floodgates and everyone's taking the shot to try to get a championship in one season instead of um, doing it the right way. Um, I'm, I'm just glad we're a program of integrity and that we still strive to do things the right way and get those pieces that are, like we like to say at the ball log, what's meant for us will be for us. That is what's meant for Tennessee. It's Tennessee versus everybody. That's how we, we operate. So. Speaking on that, do you think there should be a fifth year of eligibility automatically for kids coming out of high school or just in general? Mm -hmm. um, I honestly, I think that that would help a lot of a lot of kids get their uh, master's. You know, I think that that's an amazing thing to be able to leave college with your master's. Um, I don't know necessarily how they would do it, but if they could do it, I think a fifth year would be a great thing, you know, for, for everybody, you know, if they want to take it or if they don't want to take it, kind of like the COVID year. But I think that that would be um, good. I think it may backfire on coaches and their recruiting and how many people, you know, they're going to have on scholarship and stuff like that when you look into it. But if they could figure out a way to do it, I think that would be amazing just because, you know, you get to play and you get to leave with your degrees, so. Yeah, and that's how I looked at it too. And that was actually my question because, I see all these people taking this extra COVID year and getting all this extra ed education, either extra education or maybe someone who wasn't able to graduate in four years is now going to be able to leave with their bachelor's if it was someone who wasn't able to do that in the four years. So I think from the, the educational perspective and taking care of the student athlete, I like the idea to your point, how do you manage that? How do you manage scholarships? I don't know, but I'm very big on education too. Um, Mike is as well. So anytime you can get more education in the NCAA you know, can help you guys with that. I mean, Tennessee has a hundred percent graduation rate, right? For everyone that finishes the program, the Lady Balls do. But I don't know that there's another program in the country that does that. But if you give them that extra year, 
then maybe graduation rates are a lot better too. And people tend to finish out that degree. Yeah. And that's true. And, you know, it may give you some cushion to your freshman year. You know, if you're changing your, your majors and stuff, you don't know exactly what you want to do. I think that that fifth year would give you some cushion. You may not feel so pressured to figure it all out, you know, coming into it. Cause sometimes you just don't know yeah. what you want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know when I went into college, granted it was forever ago. Um, I didn't declare my major till junior year. I still got out in four years, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure until my junior year, what I was going to major in. Yeah. And I think it also now with the women's game changing a lot more, you're starting to see kids leave high school even earlier. They constantly reclassing. So one year they're up a grade and the next year they're down a grade. And it's like kids are entering college now without even going to the prom or graduation. So now you got a kid on campus a semester early and it's like, what's the rush? Like, why are we rushing it? So it might help out a lot for kids who are so eager. Not everybody, and, and I say this often, not everybody parent is about education. You have some parents who are strictly for their kids getting to the next level. So they want to push them out there and have them there early. So. So my next question, um, let's, and this wasn't on the record, but it's a quick question. As far as the meal, um, the good and the bad, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you spoke on briefly on the portal, but we didn't ask you your thoughts on how the meal could help the game and also, in a sense, kind of hurt the game. Like the NIL? Is that yes, yeah, the NIL. So when I first heard of it, I immediately went to like that's going to be a new way of recruiting um just because a lot of students especially if you're coming out of high school who can offer me the most money you know and who can offer me this to take care of my family or just take care of myself and want me to you know be able to enjoy my college experience do what I want to do have my money play my college sport you know all of that um but I think you know, I think it's had a good impact on the game just because, like I said before, we work hard and, and you all know that. But for so long, you know, we weren't able to make money off of it. And sometimes it is a job, you know. And so as much as you enjoy doing it, it takes a lot out of you. So to be able to make money off of who you are and, you know, who you present yourself on online and, you know, you may work hard to make TikToks or you know, make sure your Instagram page aligns with you or just different things like that. Um, I think it's pretty cool that you can, you know, start to make money off of that and just who you are and your brand. Um, as far as the transfer portal, I would hope that's not a reason people are leaving anywhere. Um, but I definitely could see it probably being one in the future. Um, you know, maybe if somebody's not giving you enough money and you want to go somewhere else. Um, but but yeah. Overall, before I ask this question, um, this is another question I meant to send just what as a young girl growing up, I know some some young girls always dream of being in the WNBA. If you were to see your name on draft night selected in one of the rounds, what would your reaction be? Um, immediate happiness, like I don't even know. I would describe it, but I just know that I probably would be speechless to be honest. Probably like one of these, like you know, the candidates. But I would, I would just be speechless just because for so long, like you say, you know, you dream of going to WNBA, you know, and 
being that player. So to see it actually come true, that it's, I mean, it's a dream come true. Have now, you, did you have to, no, I was no, going to say. Yeah. Have, have you considered going pro? Or are you kind of ready for the next chapter? I have considered it, but for the most part, I'm ready for the, for the next chapter of my life. Now, would, did you have to like enter if you wanted to go or do they, can, can they automatically select you because your eligibility is up? Yeah, you have to um, enter into it. So like declaring for it. Okay. Okay. So that was my next question. We see Knox. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so my last question before we pass it over to Jess for the wrap date. Overall, can you sum up your experience being a Lady Vol, the time at UT, and just being a Lady Vol for life? Can you sum that up for us? Well, I would sum it up in saying a blessing. Um, I kind of said it in my post, but as a little girl, I remember watching and seeing the orange and white, the checkerboard on TV, and I'm like, dang, like I wish I could play there one day. Like, what if I could, you know, be there one day? And so to be able to chase my dreams and, you know, whichever way it came, you know, whether that was going to Western first and, you know, finishing early there, being able to graduate, I'm just so thankful um, and just beyond happy to be where I'm at today, just because it, it was always a dream for me to play here. So when that opportunity came, um, I couldn't say no, but, you know, even beyond basketball, which is, you know, it's it's been more than a game here. Um, UT has given so much to me and I really feel like just set me up for the next chapter of my life. And so I'm really thankful for that, um, for everything on and off the court. Quick follow-up question. You said UT has given you everything basically that you need, right? And I was uh, listening to Coach Kelly's kind of postseason interview today. And she was talking about the support that the athletes have here. And you went to another school, right? You went to a mid-major Western Michigan. You have friends probably at other D1 schools. Would you say that that is an accurate statement about the level of support that you all get even outside the basketball court and everything that's available to you guys? And even on the basketball court, the training staff, the, the massages, the facilities, et cetera. Can you touch on all of that? On and off the court is a hundred percent. Like the resources and everything that you have accessible to you here. Um, I can't even name everything, but if you were ever going through something or you needed something, you can bet your bottom dollar that you'll be able to find, you know, somebody to help you here. And to have that is not common. Like it, you know, wasn't common at my last school, even though they did an amazing job, you know, with where we were at, the resources there were not nearly as, you know, as much as we have here. So yeah, I could say on and off the court and especially those massages. Cause I love those, but <laughs> yeah, I yeah. saw a post today about a certain player um, withdrawing their name from the draft. And there was a post about it, like, you know, you won't get your massages anymore. You won't be fine chartered. I'm like, man, these girls get everything, not everything in college, but you know, I mean, you're treated well at the well, University yeah. of Tennessee. So it, it's a cool experience. And I always, you know, refer back to my nephew who plays division two. I mean, they have to buy their own shoes, you know, they don't even get shoes. So it, it's, it's very different. And obviously you've, you know, um, embrace the opportunity and very thankful for everything it's given it given to you. So I just want, you know, you hear these things. I'm like, are these really true? So figured I would ask you. Sounds like it really is true. Yeah. Cool. And Mike, that was it, right? Other than our Yes, that's it. So now it's your turn to go to the rapid eight. 
So Jojo, you might remember this when we had you on last season, we asked everyone a rapid eight um, in honor of our eight national championships. When we get that ninth, it will be our rapid nine. Um, so you can just, you know, name what I did not send you these because they're just, you know, quick on your feet. Think about the answer. And I'll just roll through these and uh, just tell us what comes to mind. So what is your favorite Lady Vault basketball memory? Beating South Carolina um, my first year here. So what was that? 2021? 2020, 2021? Yeah. I was there, as you can imagine. <laughs> what is your favorite non-basketball memory while being a student at the University of Tennessee? Moving in with TK. That's oh, my yeah. <laughs> That's like, the pod, aren't you? I probably have so many more, but that was right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, favorite Knoxville restaurant? Mm, Walk-ons. Even walk -ons. though it's not Knoxville, Knoxville, but yeah, walk-ons. That is a good spot. I don't know if you have those up there, um, Mike, near you. Drew Brees started the chain. Um, never heard of, of walk-on athletes. That's why he started it. Um, never heard of it. When I come down there in New Orleans, um, got one here. What two, three years ago, JoJo? Four yeah. Chain is actually really yeah. good, and it's a great place to watch games. Yes, they have like a thousand TVs in there. But you have to, if you come down here, you have to have it. It's so good. Yeah, I'm trying to move down there in a few years. That's, that's yeah. what we're working on. That's, that's the plan. I door dash walk-ons a whole lot too. <laughs> I tend to yeah. get their uh, fish tacos. Mm, I live right here, like literally two minutes okay. away. So yeah. for a while, and I were just like going there every night. But yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it's a good chain. How about non-chain favorite Knoxville restaurant? No. Throw that in there. Oh, what's non-chain? No, that's a chain. Um, I mean, I see on social media where you guys go, but I don't know if it's your favorite. What would you say? Well, I see y'all at Connors a lot, like okay. when it's someone's birthday or something. I was gonna say Connors, but I yeah. I knew they had a location somewhere else. So it's I locally know. owned though. Yeah, okay. it's a, a local guy who owns it. That's another good one, Mike. A little bit on the fine. Not too expensive. It's really good. Yeah. And then let's see here. What's your favorite thing to do in Knoxville? I imagine it'll involve you and TK doing something, but <laughs> outside of basketball, what do you like to do? around town and campus uh i'm gonna say shop but i thought you would say that <laughs> downtown the market square it's always just like like today i was there and it was so many people and i was like wow and it was a beautiful day so it was just good to see everybody out and yeah yeah it's where it's pretty nice so yep another place you'll have to hit up mike when you're here um favorite sport to watch other than basketball football good answer and this is in regards to the team next year obviously we could pick up a couple other pieces but we know you know the 10 returners and um the tr transfer we picked up who is your breakout player for next season and why breakout player um i will say um, can i have two or is it just one you can have two okay I would say Tamari Key, um, just because I feel like the way that she'll bounce back from, you know, being out, 
um, and remembering, you know, a lot of things that were said and all that, letting that fuel her fire. But more importantly, just the work that she's going to put in. I cannot wait to see um, what she does. And then I would say my other breakout player, um, probably Jasmine Powell. I think that um, towards the end of our season, she really like started to blossom this year and so I can't wait to see her carry that over into the next year and just watch her grow yeah I'll comment on the pal thing too that's the one thing we noticed as well the last I don't know probably six to eight games she was a different player which you probably know more than we do but I imagine it's a little bit of a transition going into SEC too right and just learning to play in SEC with a different physicality and speed um, but we were really excited to see how she was playing towards the end of the season, too. So I'm excited with with her and Wells coming in. Obviously, we've seen Wells. You've played against Destiny Wells. Um, should be a pretty good backcourt. We have a large hole to fill, obviously, JoJo, um, without you being there and, and especially your leadership and, and toughness. Um, you know, that's not easily replaced. Um, so but we're excited about what we've got coming back. So it'll be a fun season to watch for sure. Yeah. Um, and of course, TK. I want TK to get like defensive player of the year in the NCAA. I think she'll finally, I think she'll finally get it now that Boston yeah. is going to, to the yeah. WNBA. No, no, it's her it's her versus point. So it'll I think oh, she'll okay. get Yeah, it'll be exciting to have her back. She did an awesome job. I know TK is your best friend and all. Um, but she was awesome from the bench too, just supporting you all from what we could see, right? She was always positive, always standing up, coming out to meet you guys. And it's not easy from the bench. So tell TK, um, it was definitely recognized from the fans too. I definitely will. But yeah, she was she was amazing with that because, you know, I've been sidelined before and it's so easy to just check out and be like, well, I'm not playing. So, you know, it takes a, a strong person to be able to still be involved and want to be involved. So yeah, yeah she did a good job with that. Yeah, so props to TK from us. And then I think I know the answer to this now, basketball coach or entrepreneur for your long-term career? Oh, One time, didn't you want to own your own business? Yeah, I did. So I would say entrepreneur for my long-time career. Okay. And then the biggest debate, because there was a debate online, um, I, th I think it was on... Twitter, best dancer on the team, JP and Rakia were going at it, but you don't even have to name one of those two. So who was the best dancer on this past season's team? And you can name yourself. It's me. I'm it's you. Yep. So well, you didn't even draw attention to yourself on social media because you just knew it was you. Yeah. Exactly. So I, <laughs> you know, raising the head, anything too crazy because I'm like, I, I know it's me at the end of the day. So I just didn't say anything. I like the uh, quiet confidence. Like it. Cool. That was the rapid eight. So that's actually all we have for today. So um, we just wanted to thank you for popping on here, Jojo, especially taking time out of your day as you're, you know, getting ready to head out of town for the holiday. Um, so really appreciate not only your time today, but, you know, your time with the program. Um, can't wait to see you sign the poll again, I guess. Do you get to sign it like multiple times for your multiple degrees or have you already done that? I might just put like the times two by it or times something. Two. Yeah, so that'd be cool. Um, but do not be a stranger. Um, you know, we love to see the Lady Vols come back and support the program. I think you'll be one of those um, who stays close with the program. So again, appreciate everything. I don't know, Mike, if you wanted to say thank anything. You so much. No, I just thank you, like I say, for being someone that my daughter can look up to and be proud. Um, and hopefully one day we'll be able to wear that jersey. 
become that's the goal so appreciate you for all you've done for our program and just giving giving kelly a chance to yeah. say the least like she gets a lot on social media a lot of fans still living in the past so for you trusting in her and, and having her back for these past few years has been a lot and getting us to these two sweet 16 and now we're just gonna run with it because we got bigger aspirations so we thank you so much for Joining us a second time, um, we definitely appreciate it. Jess, you want to throw to our sponsors? Oh, we'll let you say what you have to say. Jojo. Yeah, and if you want to say anything too, Jojo, before I wrap it up, feel free to. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you. You know, thank you for having me on um, for a second time. But even more than that, thank you for the love and the support, you know, through the years. I really appreciate it. Um, when I say Y'all have definitely open arms, like, you know, family here. I, I really mean it. And the Lady Vault for Life wouldn't be possible, you know, without without people like you guys. So I just wanted to say thank you. And I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. So really quickly, just thank you again, Jojo. Um, quick call out. If you are not a member of the Lady Vault Booster Club, definitely join that. That is, you know, a big part of our NIL at the University of Tennessee. So that's ladyvaultboosterclub.com. Jojo was one of um, the sponsored athletes as well. And then uh, other favorites that we follow, just check out our website. It's at volog.com. And then, of course, follow us on Twitter at volog8. And then we stream pretty much everywhere. So Spotify, Google, Apple, Anchor, you name it, we're there. Um, Mike and I are, and Kim are also working on some other things coming out with the podcast here in the new future. So more to come. We just released our new logo, but we've got some other stuff coming out. So uh, again, thank you, Jojo and Knox. Good to see you again. And uh, go Lady Vols and have a great evening, everyone. Go Lady Vols.